Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to this, our 11 o'clock service on the third Sunday of Advent, Lessons and Carols, glorious day to be in church. I've spoken with God about the weather. It rained last Sunday, too. God's told me it's a spiritual test. So since you got here, you get a little extra credit. And welcome to those of you joining us online as well. You get credit, too. Anyway, it's good to be together. Uh, I look around. There are many of you visiting with us. We are really honored that you've come. We hope you'll come back. Leave us some contact information. We'd love to begin a conversation, getting to know each other, how we might be of support to you. Uh, my name's James Howell, and I'm up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Reverend Taylor Pride Barefoot. Good morning. It's so good to be in worship with you today. We want to invite you back to the sanctuary tonight at 7 for the youth-led love feast. Uh, so we hope that we'll see you there tonight. And then we also want to draw your attention to the bulletin uh, to look at all the many ways that you can worship with us next Sunday, which will be the fourth Sunday of Advent and our Christmas Eve services. So plenty of opportunities for us to come together and worship. Let us continue to worship together.
continue to join our voices as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, which is found in your hymnal on page 881. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. seated. Let us pray. Beloved in Christ, be it this day our care and delight to prepare ourselves to hear again the message of the angels, in heart and mind to go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, and the babe lying in a manger. Let us read and mark in Holy Scripture the tale of the loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience unto the glorious redemption brought to us by this holy child. And let us make this space dedicated to God, glad with our carols of praise. But first let us pray for the needs of this whole world, for peace and goodwill over all the earth, for unity within the church he came to build. And because this of all things would rejoice his heart, let us at this time remember in his name the poor and the helpless the cold, the hungry, and the oppressed, the sick in body and in mind and them that mourn, the lonely and the unloved, the aged and the little children, all those who know not the Lord Jesus and who love him not or who by sin have received his heart of love. Lastly, let us remember before God all those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light, that multitude which no man can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, and with whom in his Lord Jesus we forevermore are one. These prayers and praises let us humbly offer up to the throne of heaven in the words which Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Almighty God bless us with his grace. Christ give us the joys of everlasting love and onto the fellowship of the citizens above. May the King of angels bring us all. Sweet are you, sing. 
Friends, our first lesson is Isaiah chapter 7, beginning in verse 10. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as the heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. So Isaiah said to him, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a young woman shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. second lesson is from Matthew chapter 1, beginning with the 18th verse. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. 
And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had borne a son, and he called his name Jesus.
The third lesson is from Luke chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
fourth lesson is from Luke, chapter 2, beginning with the eighth verse. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. How like God in this darkest and bleakest moment in all of Israel's history when they thought in the face of the Assyrians, the nation and they themselves might live only a few more days. That God sends not a mighty army, but instead a prophet who points to a young woman who is with child and says, here's the hope. The hope is that a child will be born. His name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We've been looking at this name this month, uh, the Wonderful Counselor. I mentioned to you two weeks ago that uh, maybe a better translation of the Hebrew would be Planner of Wonders. This week, I read that uh, the great rabbi uh, Abraham Heschel uh, said this, I prayed for wonders instead of happiness, and O oh Lord, you gave them to me. Like, I love that. <laughs> I prayed for wonders instead of happiness, you gave them. Them? Wonders? Yes, there are many wonders, but does our happiness come in when we are attentive to the wonders that God gives us. Mighty God, the Hebrew there might mean divine hero. As we said last Sunday, God might be calling us not just to be spectators of the wonders of the world, but actually to participate, to have a little courage to do something heroic and needed in the world. The might of God is so worth pondering. God's might is mighty enough to become small, to become vulnerable, to become tender, God's mightiness is defined as grace. And grace is God's tender care for each one of us and all of creation, which God will bring to its final good end and ultimate redemption. So lovely. Everlasting Father. Uh, Isaiah points to a young woman with child and says, this child will not just be born, but will become a father. That's going to take some time. <laughs> That's what the Israelites think they don't have is some time, but he says, we, we've got time. The child will be born, plenty of time to grow up, marry, and himself become 
a father. Carl Sandburg wrote that a baby is God's opinion that the world should go on. Isaiah is saying the world will go on in this baby. That baby will grow up and have a baby, and that will again be God's opinion that the world should go on. And my friends, here we are centuries later. You, each one of you, you are God's opinion that the world should go on, as is every new life that comes among us. And it doesn't just go on. God doesn't come just so we can go on. God comes so that we too can become wonders. God became one of us so that we could be like God. It's amazing. The things we know about uh, even the best of our fathers is that they're not everlasting. I think on a day like this, you think about mothers and fathers who you thought would be around forever, but lo and behold, they are not any longer. They linger in your genes. They linger in your habits. They linger in your memories. Jesus grew up and, to our knowledge, did not father a child, and yet he was on such intimate terms with God his Father. He was so close to God his Father that he could say, the Father and I are one. <laughs> when he spoke to God, he called God Abba. They had such intimacy, and Jesus invites us into that intimacy. That oneness that Jesus had with God, his everlasting Father, is ours. It is ours. And so we go on. We become like God. We try to have a little courage. What do we do in the meantime? We sing. The angel showed us the way. They came into the dark heavens to the shepherds and sang, hymns of great joy did Joseph sing. When my children were little, I most certainly sang to them, did Joseph sing to little Jesus? Of course, he did. It was in the anthem we heard earlier, and from Joseph's heart rose hymns and praise. Did Mary sing? We know that Mary Sang. We have one of her songs recorded in Luke chapter 1, which begins, My soul magnifies the Lord. Anytime that we sing songs of praise, we are magnifying God for the world to see, although I suspect that Mary probably also sang what Amy Grant suspected that Mary sang as she waited for her child to be born in a prayer that we can all share in. I'm frightened by the load I bear breath of heaven, hold me together, be forever near me, lighten my darkness, help me be strong, help me be, help me. And we join in that song. I love this uh, moment in our friend Dan Forrest's arrangement of the first Noel. The brass inspire us so, and then we sing, and let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord. Friends, we are in one grand rehearsal now for what we were made for and what we will do in eternity. I love on these days, I look at you, you're singing by heart, you're not looking down at the words. You know them by heart. They are in your heart. They are your heart. They are the love that God made us for. So that is what we will be doing in eternity. We will continue to sing hymns of praise in one accord to our heavenly Lord. It's what we were made for. It's what we are destined to be. Thanks be to God, who is Emmanuel, God with us. And we come now in our service to receive our morning offering. Let me remind you that so much of our income to pay our many ministries that are so transformative for us in here and for the world. Come in in the last month. Know that your gifts are needed. Know that they matter. Thank you in advance for your great generosity.
Lord, all that is good comes from you. We offer these gifts back to you. May they be a part of the transformation of your world. Loving God, we ask your blessing on the families in our global partnerships. Help us learn from them what is enough while we provide them what, with what they need. We pray for all our friends around the world. Amen. You may be seated. Our fifth lesson is from John chapter one, beginning with the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony, to bear witness to the, to the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father.
The service always makes me and all of us I know so very happy. What a privilege, what a joy to be part of a church that raises hymns of praise to God. God has been listening to us very carefully this day along with the angels of heaven and the saints who have gone on to glory. Such wonder, such glory. And now may the grace of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us, both now and forevermore. Amen.